0: Well hello, Andre here. Welcome to yet another episode of The Daily. This episode is for the 6th of July, Monday. It is a brand new work week and so wherever you're at today, be it on your way to work or you are getting ready to kick off your day working from home, I pray that this morning that you would experience the presence of God even as you lean into him this time. No, we have done a whole bunch of episodes of The Daily already. This is episode number 76 and I'll hate for you to think of these podcasts as a time where I spoon feed you uh, your devotional life. No, the goal here is for you to actively incline your ear, your heart, your mind toward God through this time that we're setting aside together and allow him to speak to you regarding areas of your life, to speak to you words of affirmation and truth, to realign and adjust even your perspectives of the world, of who he is, of yourself, and allow him and invite him to be God of your life, to lead, to guide, to speak to you. This is the goal of the podcast, It's for all of us to lean in. And so with that in mind, let's begin today's podcast. Well, In Singapore we are in an interesting season aren't we right this is election season it is the last week of campaigning many of you are kept well informed of the latest developments speeches manifestos you've perhaps met some of the candidates one thing is for sure all of our social media feeds have been taken over by either political parties trying to get the messages out there, or your friends, your family, your relatives' reaction to certain political parties, speeches, or personalities. Now some of you may be wondering, especially in a climate like this where we're seeing much disagreement and even outrage online, is that how do we as Christians, as followers of Jesus, engage in such a culture? Should there be a clear line or separation between uh, church and state? Should Christians even discuss or be involved in politics? And of course, we've seen kind of extremes, right, where we have faith leaders, uh, pastors, come out and endorse particular political leader as god's candidate i know many of us have mixed feelings about that but i know we can at least all agree that sometimes people even christians can conduct themselves in a manner that is downright uncivil and unbecoming that there's something about politics and discussion about politics that can stir up people into such outrage and abrasive kind of behavior or it can drive people into just complete disengagement where people just don't want to talk about it. They just completely avoid the topic and uh, move away real quickly once there's even the faintest whiff of a political discussion. Now, wherever you're at on that kind of spectrum between full on engagement to the point of uh, being abrasive to just complete disengagement. I would like to say this. and That is politics matter. They do. They do matter. And they matter not because of which party is right and which party is wrong and which personality is more attractive than the other. No, politics matter because politics inform policies and policies ultimately impact people. Politics inform policies and policies ultimately impact People And when I read the Bible, it's so clear to you, to me, that God cares about people. People matter to God. And especially people who are marginalized, oppressed, forgotten, and on the fringes of our larger society. And because these people and people matter to God, that is why politics matter. And so if you ask me personally, is politics outside of the realm of faith, of our pursuit of God's kingdom? I would say definitely not. Politics matter and it should matter to every Christian. We should be concerned, we should be informed and we should engage with politics as the people of God. And so the first question is answered, right? Should Christians care about politics? The answer is yes. Now the second question that I'd like to answer is this, how then should we engage with politics in an outreach kind of culture like ours, where we might differ in perspective? What is behaviour that is becoming of a Christian in a climate like this? In his book, Thou Shalt Not Be a Jerk. Uh, pastor and author Eugene Cho. Uh, We had him in our justice conference. He writes a book about how Christians should engage uh, in politics. And he writes it in the context of uh, American politics, which, in my opinion, is a lot more dramatic and polarizing than Singapore politics. But I think there are a lot of lessons to learn here. He writes this in his book that we as Christians must learn to be civil with one another, including those we disagree with even political candidates. This is one of the greatest challenge in our culture today. We are called to love one another, including those who don't look like us, feel like us, think like us, or vote like us. Now the challenge is this, that in voicing and pursuing our convictions, we not only represent ourselves as followers of Christ, we represent Christ. This is not to suggest that we can't have fierce convictions but there is a distinction between being passionate about said convictions and being mean-spirited and, in his word, a jerk. Right? This is worth repeating. Be careful not to dehumanize those you disagree with, to be a jerk. In our self-righteousness, we can become the very things we criticize in others. Today, it seems like our entire culture, including the church, is addicted to outrage, right? People have called this time they're living in outrage culture. Anger has become the acceptable, even expected sign of one's commitment to any cause. The more committed you are to a cause, the more angry, the more volatile you would be in the face of this agreement. It's almost to say if you don't show sufficient outrage, you aren't truly committed. You don't truly believe. If you're unwilling to brandish your anger, then perhaps you're uncommitted and passionate to begin with. That is what is perceived and thought of as commitment, as passion in our day and age. Now in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus identified anger as the posture of the heart that leads to murder. It is the seed of sin that leads to the most destructive acts. Therefore, it must be removed from within us. Perhaps, you know, you're not an ill-tempered person. Maybe you do not fly off the handle or rage when you feel frustrated. You perhaps identify as being a person of uh, having a calm demeanor. But however, it might not necessarily mean that your heart is in the right place. Jesus spoke about a different and even more Uh, insidious form of anger. He calls it contempt. And his warning about insulting others, about carrying contempt, is often passed over by modern readers, us, as unimportant. Now that is a serious um, mistake. You know, if you read the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus uh, warns his disciples against this sort of behavior. He says this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 21. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whoever says to his brother Raqqa shall be in danger of the council. but whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hell fire." Now the insulting word that Jesus used was raka and this was a dismissive term of contempt in his culture that is derived from uh, the sound of clearing spit from one's throat, clearing phlegm. Now this kind of contempt is different from mere anger. Contempt seeks to diminish the inherent value of the other person. It views the other person as subhuman in many ways. Someone that's not even worthy of my anger. It excludes the other person from being worthy of care, of thought, of dignity. And in our culture, it is all too common to devalue those with different political views, backgrounds, and status as someone less valuable or less human. And especially so in this digital age, where we see people online, where we hear things about people online, where we watch videos about people online, and these are people that we aren't in relationship with, it is easy for us to be dismissive, to be angry, to carry contempt in our hearts against people we don't even know. Jesus gives us a clear warning in scripture, and that is this, that if we carry contempt anger in our hearts. It is the posture of the heart that leads to the most destructive and hurtful acts. It is the seed of sin that Jesus himself identified that must be removed from within us. See, the truth is, in our current cultural landscape, it often feels like the one who makes the most noise or proclaims the most outrageous accusations is most hurt. As Christians, we have to push back against these trends and remind ourselves and one another that kindness, civility and meekness still matter. It is the way of the kingdom. It is what Jesus describes as behavior, as conduct fitting of those who belong and profess to be a part of his kingdom. Now, don't mistake humility with mediocrity or meekness with weakness. They aren't the same. The point I'd like to make to you this morning is that we don't have to be jerks for Jesus in order to stand out and influence others. We don't have to be angry and upset and violent and abrasive and carry contempt in our hearts in order to be seen as passionate. Rather, those in the way of Jesus conduct themselves in a manner that's worthy of he who has called them. Now we read this in John chapter 4, that Jesus told his disciples that he had to go through Samaria. And those of you who are familiar with biblical context and the historical background know that the Jews in that culture uh, absolutely despised and hated the Samaritans. They saw them as mongrel, inferior, unclean, half-breeds, contaminated people. And they would vilify and ostracize uh, these people. Then Jesus would say that he had to go through Samaria, that on purpose he went through Samaria. In many ways, he took kind of a detour to get to where he was going in order to pass through Samaria. Now on this journey, we read that Jesus encountered a Samaritan woman at the well. And we read of this beautiful exchange where he engaged with this woman uh, with such... Dignity and humanity, instead of dehumanizing her, ostracizing her, and vilifying her as many of the Jews would in that day, he offered her dignity, humanity, and love. Now, in this story, is a model of how we ought to treat people who are different from us, be it in the color of the skin, where they live, their background or even their political views we are to treat them with love to offer to them humanity and dignity instead of vilifying them jesus went through samaria with a determined and resolute mind to break down barriers of hatred and cultural ethnic and racial prejudice and instead replace them with agape love, with forgiveness and reconciliation. That is the way of Jesus, it is to value human life, it Is to value another despite, in spite of differences. To devalue the life of another, to be a jerk, is counter to the kingdom. To revel in earthly shouting matches sells short the radically different way of Christ. It is a poor representation of Christianity and the Christ whom we follow. Now in saying all this, this is what I'm getting to. In disagreement, in debate, in differences, remember love. Remember that we are all made in the image of God. We carry the mago dei, the image of God. And because we bear such an image and because of the price that was paid for all of us through Christ's sacrifice on cross, we are to treat each other with dignity, with value, with worth, and not with contempt, not with hate, and to not be a jerk. And so this morning, even as we wrap up shortly, I'd like for us to just spend a few moments with an opportunity to repent. Perhaps in recent weeks and months, You have engaged in debate, in discourse with a fellow brother or sister, person in the family, and you haven't really conducted yourself well in your bid or attempt to be passionate to get your points across. You haven't conducted yourself in a manner that is worthy of that which you have been called to. Or perhaps you have been really active on social media, you've been commenting against people you don't even know, you haven't really conducted yourself well then. I believe if the bible was written in this time and age, it would have much to say about the way we conduct, or ought to conduct ourselves on our social media pages. Or maybe you like me have been watching speeches by certain political parties and personalities, and you have in your own way gone rocker you fool and carried and stirred up contempt in your heart however you may be complicit in this time i would love for you to take a hold of this opportunity and to repent for the moments in time when you have not conducted yourself well for the things you have said that you shouldn't have said for when you have been quick to judge instead to bless if you identify with this, let's spend a few moments repenting before we close off with a time of prayer. awesome thanks so much for doing so in closing i'd like to read a passage of scripture over all of us this morning this is a really familiar passage of text and we often reference and look to this text particularly in seasons like these and i'm reading to you this morning from first timothy chapter 2 verse 1 it says this to all of us the people of god paul says therefore i exalt first of all that supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence for this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our savior now my encouragement to you this morning even as we close off this podcast is for all the time you spend in debate, in discourse, in airing out your opinions in addressing differences. I would love for you to spend the same amount if not more time praying for this election, praying for the leaders involved, praying for our nation. Christians should be involved in politics because politics inform policies that impact people and the way we engage in this culture is to conduct ourselves in love, and in sincere prayer. And so I encourage you, as this podcast concludes, to spend some time praying for our nation, for our leaders, for this election, for God's mercy and kindness and wisdom to be upon our nation, for the schemes and the plans of the enemy to sow discord, to come to nothing, for God's kingdom and will to be established in our land. Well, we've come to the end of yet another podcast. We'll have a bunch more out for you this week. And as you go, have a blessed day. Grace and peace. i will see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into to The Daily Podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace.